Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Seeking Sabiduria, a podcast about seeking higher wisdom through spirituality and self-discovery. Welcome! The main topic for this week is going to be about discovering your soul's purpose. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can start on your journey of finding what your life purpose is, your soul's purpose. So the way that I talk about your purpose in this episode is not so much how, at least I grew up thinking about purpose. I think growing up, I always thought of it, okay, your purpose as your career, how am I going to make money, the work I choose to do to make a living day to day. Yet your soul's purpose goes further than that. It's more about what is your soul's mission in this life it goes beyond just your job maybe or your career what you aspire to do to make money it's wrapped up in your every day it's wrapped up in your essence your truth who you are your emotional and energetic makeup who we are and our uniqueness and it's a lifetime endeavor it's from the moment we're born to the moment we die it is what is our soul's mission why did our soul choose to incarnate onto this earth so i received my coaching certification from the dharma coaching institute and how they define dharma is your big why the reason you are here with all your unique thoughts and needs it's the way you're here to improve humanity and we each are born with a unique purpose and the human experience is about remembering ours So just going beyond our life purpose as our career and thinking of it more as this all-encompassing life mission that we have. I believe that we can look at our divine purpose through the lens of kind of who we are as humans on earth, grounded in the material world. But I think we also have this capacity to look at our soul's purpose through the lens of our soul or our higher self. Even us as embodied humans still have access to our purpose, to knowing our purpose and understanding it. We don't have to just see it from a soul level. So I think both perspectives are very important. For example, thinking about the difference of Vedic astrology and Western astrology, I love learning about what the difference between the two is and kind of what I've taken is that for your Vedic astrology chart, it resonates more with me to see what it is that my soul wants for me on this more spiritual level. When I look at my Western astrology chart, I see it as guided by my ego because it is centered around the sun. Vedic is focused on the stars, the stars around like our the galactic center, whereas the Western is more about the planets around the sun. And so I'm reminded that I am a spiritual being having this human experience and my soul has this very important mission here on earth. So when I want to know about the map of my purpose here on earth, then I look at my Western 
astrology chart whereas maybe i want to step back a little bit and look at my life with this perspective of what is the larger mission my soul has among many lifetimes then my vedic chart has so much wisdom to just help me understand what the bigger picture is from a more objective perspective anyway so in this episode i just wanted to talk about what are some cool tips and tricks to help you get started on discovering your soul's purpose So most of these teachings that I'll talk about today, at least, are from the Dharma Coaching Institute that I learned, and these are things that I use in my coaching. And then I'll also go into just reviewing a little bit of the astrology tools, which I won't go too much into that because I already made an episode about how to use astrology to find your purpose, but it's important to this episode because it is such an important tool to help you on your path to discovering your soul's purpose. And then I'll go over each, just to give you an idea of my coaching offer in what life purpose coaching looks like with me because I have an offer that is a life purpose coaching package and then stay tuned to the end because I'm going to share how you can identify where you are on your soul's purpose journey and so there's different stages that we go through I'll help you identify where you are in getting started with your life purpose journey for example are you just getting started are you already making your way along maybe your soul's path and you're looking to go even deeper So lots of goodies packed in this episode, but I do want you to know that this just barely hits the surface of diving deep into discovering your divine purpose. And then of course, you can always visit my website, lauracaterobles.com to learn about my coaching offers to go more in depth one-on-one, especially if you're someone who maybe is like, whoa, these are a lot of things. I don't got time for that. Well, thankfully you have a coach here, me who loves making connections, doing research for other people on their lives and reporting it back to them. That's why I love doing self-discovery coaching because I think it also helps other people who really don't have the time to look in depth into their astrology and learn what it all means and are just really needing somebody to break it down for them. All right, so let's get started. So first, I wanted to start with the Dharma archetype. So this is something that the wonderful Sahara Rose talks about and created. So she talks about this actually on her website website sahararose.com i believe and there's a quiz to find what your archetype is and so this is something i have my clients take as well to go into discovering a little bit more about yourself this resource will help you understand how you approach fulfilling your soul's purpose so we each have a different way that we go about completing our mission in this life think of the people in your life right now that you see as living their purpose embodying their purpose somebody like oprah she's very nurturing in the way that she fulfills her purpose she loves to give she loves to help people even in her interviews she is so nurturing she really listens she really is able to create this comfortable environment for people to open up and share she's very nurturing so that's actually one of the archetypes so there are nine dharma archetypes one is being a teacher so teachers you know let's think of our teachers they're living their purpose by way of teaching and you can teach actually in many different ways not just how we think of traditional teachers but they are here in all of these archetypes break down how we're here to serve in a different way to fulfill our soul's purpose and so teachers are here to serve through knowledge right to through giving knowledge One is also a nurturer. So the Oprah example I gave, nurturers are here to care and to connect for people. 
that nurture is actually my first one. So we all have a little bit of everything, I think, or at least we have the potential of stepping into the role of any of these nine archetypes. But we do gravitate more towards certain ones, right? And so I would say especially look at your very first one. When you do the quiz, it's going to be whatever comes up as the result. But also I think it's important to look at your top three because I think your top three are going to be the main ones that you gravitate towards. So my very first one is nurturer. And so I'm somebody who loves to connect with people, who loves to hold space for people. I would describe myself as very empathetic and very compassionate and really have this sense of feeling for people and feeling like what they're going through and just be able to understand. So that's the nurturer. And then there's the visionary and this one's actually my second one. So the visionary is here to be a bridge for the new paradigm. So they're, I would say they're also like the revolutionary. They're the ones who are here to show people another way or the new way. They're at like the cutting edge of humanity's evolution. So they're here to bring us to see more, to envision more for ourselves. I do feel like I am bringing people towards thinking in a new way about how they live their lives, about believing that they can truly create their life of their dreams. They can truly do anything. And, and that's just not the way that we're socialized or taught to think in my experience. And then there's the entrepreneur. So they're here to address the problems of society through business solutions. So think of people who create new ideas. And so they're the business people, the people who have their own business, who create their own enterprises, who create these solutions. They're creating these new solutions to our everyday problems, things that we all need. That's one way of fulfilling your dharma. And then there's the artists as well. So the artists are here to create beauty. We all know who the, what the artists look like, right? They're the musicians, the painters, the dancers, you know, many different types of artists. And so they are here to create beauty in the world. And then there's the researcher, which this is my third one. And the researchers are here to understand the ways of the world on a deep level. So the researchers love diving deep. Chris, he was one of my guests, says that he's mainly a researcher. And so he really likes to dive deep into things, really understand things on a deep level. He's a hacker. He likes to know the itty gritty, intricate understandings of things and the way the world works. So I would say I embody this in the way that I really love to dive deep and understand myself. I'm a researcher of myself and of other people and just really liking to understand, okay, why are you the way that you are? What happened in your childhood? What is happening on a soul level? What happened in your past lives? Like, I want to go dive deep and know it all. Then there's the entertainer. The entertainer is here to make you laugh, cry, smile, gasp, ponder, and every emotion in between. So they are here to make us feel. And this, I think, was a different way of understanding the entertainer because I just kind of thought of entertainer as, okay, yeah, the actor, the comedian, the people we see on TV, right? But really, they are here to make us feel, make us laugh heal us I think also by making us feel these deep, deep emotions that maybe we don't allow ourselves to feel otherwise. Very important archetype to have and then there's the activists. So the activists are here to bring about social, environmental, or political change. I think you can maybe just try to think of okay who do you think of as an activist? We can think about very famous activists. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, 
Malcolm X. So all these activists who have brought political change in our world, Nelson Mandela, the Obamas, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. And then there's the warrior. The warriors are here to protect. This is actually an archetype that I've had the most difficulty in imagining myself as, because as I said, we can embody any of and we can choose to embody them at any time. And maybe we do embody them at different scenarios, different times in, in our lives or different environments. This is the one that was, I think, most difficult for me to just think of myself as a protector. But warriors are so important, so necessary, because there are many people who are in need of protection. You can think of warriors as people with this fire energy. I, I think of a lot of things in astrology. And I just, I think of the Aries sign, this fire, this Mars energy is like, I'm going to stand up for all these people who are being taken advantage of and I'm going to use my strong opinions, this deep sense of knowing what is right and what is wrong. And I'm going to show it in this courageous, fiery, no BS from people way. So that's the warrior. And in coaching, we'll definitely dive deeper into whatever your top three are based on this archetype quiz. And then from there, we actually will go into understanding what is more of the energetic makeup of the way that you embody each of these different archetypes through understanding the doshas. Understanding what your dosha is, which is another Sanskrit term that I also learned in the Dharma Coaching Institute. Sanskrit is the ancient and sacred language of Hindu philosophy. And so that's where this term comes from. And in Sanskrit, the dosha means energy. There are these three energy types, and they're based off of what are our five elements on, in this earth realm. So air, space, fire, water, and earth. Those elements create these three doshas. And so one is vata, one is pitta, and one is kapha. And so vata mainly represents air and space. And then pitta represents fire. And then kapha represents earth mainly. These are really important because they kind of go this step further after understanding our archetype. It helps us understand, okay, how on this more energetic way are we more inclined to serve? First, you have your main archetype, and then you have maybe your top three and how you embody your archetype with the accumulation of those three. And then it's like, okay, on this energetic level, how is my physical body, physical but also your mind as a part? Part of that. How is it that my makeup, the way God created me, is here to help me fulfill my dharma? So everything, everything about us is intentional. Our soul chose exactly everything about us from the way we look, physical features, to the way our, our body is on the inside. It's all intentional. Our doshas help us explain what we naturally gravitate to as ways that we want to help people or the way that we want to fulfill our soul's purpose and our soul's mission in this lifetime. We can have a way that we're more on this like embodied level in our physical body energetically and then more in our mental energy. So we all have a little bit of all of it, right? But just like the archetypes, we have one that is strongest in and then maybe another one that kind of supports that and then a third one that is kind of harder for us to use and, and we don't really have that tool or, or skill or gift that comes with each of these doshas. Like for me, I'm very heavy on kapha, whereas some people might be maybe half and half, maybe kapha and vata, but I'm very heavy on the ka on kapha and then I also have vata 
as my second one, yet I have a really hard time accessing my Pitta energy. So Kapha is more of this earth energy. It's very grounded, earthy, cool, calm. It's also associated with element water in addition to earth. And then there's Pitta, which is this very fiery energy. It's this very action-oriented, fiery, like I was saying earlier, like think of Aries, Mars, like go-getter type energy. Then there's Vata, which is associated with air, openness, space, full. This dosha that's very focused on thinking and visualizing and planning. These different doshas are going to tell you about what your purpose is, why you chose to incarnate into your body, the way that you are, your likes and your interests and all the goodness that is you and just help you make a little bit more sense of that. And there's also a quiz on IamSahararose.com and find out which dosha you're strongest in. So this is just another deeper way to understand you and your life purpose and we go more into what each of these are, but that's just to give you a little bit of an idea. We will work on identifying what your main doshas are, how is it that they're supporting you on your life purpose journey. All right, so next, astrology. So as I said, I already have an episode going deep into this, but astrology, I just always bring it up because it's so, so important in helping you understand what your life purpose is, especially because astrology gives us this clear roadmap of where our soul is intending to go in this lifetime. And we can look at, for example, our north and our south node. I talk about that, about how that's more of this like overall trajectory of where you're going. People that are around your same age, maybe plus or minus a year or so, are around, depending, a year or two, are going to have the same north node and south node. Think of it as this north pole, this gravitational pull of where you're going toward. It also tells you about your karma from past lives or maybe even early childhood. These things that you were not able to complete. And now in this lifetime, you're wanting to go in that direction to be able to fulfill this mission. So I think your north and your south node is so, so important. I do offer a life purpose astrology reading, which I go more in depth of what your north and south node is. And then these other placements as well that I'll talk about. So you can look at my website, Laura K. Robles, for that offer. Then there's also looking at your sun, your moon, and your rising. So as I said, everything about where we were born, how we were born, when we were born, is intentional. It's all intentional. There's there's a purpose for everything. And your sun, your moon, your rising are really, really important when you want to look at your life purpose because your sun is overall and how you shine. It's who you are when you're in your fullest expression and being in our truth and our full expression is really important to living our purpose. Also looking at the house that that's in. For example, I have my son is in the 11th house. I really shine in this aspect of being in groups with people, networking. Also, friendships are represented here. So I do feel like I shine more in my friend groups than in other places, such as maybe at work or within my family or something. Like I really feel like I could be my true authentic self with my friend groups. And then the 11th house is also represented by the sign of Aquarius. I think it's really important for me to shine in things that are these Aquarius things, such as being a humanitarian, wanting to help people, growing as a leader. Even this podcast, like that is, I'm sharing with this global network, right? And so that's where I shine. And throughout my life, I may have 
struggle to find that out because you know you have to look at your whole chart kind of thing of when that's going to start manifesting but your sun is very important in that way and then your moon because your moon is telling you how you need to nurture yourself every single day to continue this life path mission that you're on it's a way that you are able to energize yourself every day to keep going for example for me my moon is in Sagittarius and what I need to energize me is learning I nurture myself through knowledge especially when it comes to higher knowledge and spirituality if i haven't had a day where i read something or learned something new then i i can't go to sleep or i just feel very depleted lately i've been finding i've been producing more content than i've been consuming and by the end of the day if i haven't read something new i'll find myself bringing my phone in my room and reading a book or something on my phone and that'll help me go to sleep finally because i'm just like what did i learn today i taught a lot i talked a lot i shared a lot but what did i learn today <laughs> so that's something that i really always need and then there's your midhaven and so this kind of again goes to this concept of maybe our spiritual purpose is not always in our career but we actually live in a world where it'd be really really nice if our purpose made us money and was our career so that's why i think it's important to look at your midhaven and 10th house because that is going to tell us about what other people want from us what they want to see from us for example my 10th house is capricorn and i have uranus in there and so i have a lot of this aquarian Capricorn energy when it comes to my career and I do always feel like I'm in the middle of wanting a career that's more Uranus Aquarius going against the status quo doing my own thing breaking the rules kind of thing doing something new right this like more visionary type of energy and then I feel like also pulled to this more Capricorn or Saturn energy which is having this professional stable career and doing the right thing, following the rules, this very professional part of me. It's really hard middle ground to find sometimes, yet I think I am starting to learn a little bit more about how to do that. But it's always something that I'm grappling with because I kind of have this contradictoriness. But at the same time, these two support each other so, so much in actually what I'm doing, right? In this coaching path. And I also love helping people find out what they want to study, what they want for their career. And so that's this very Saturn career oriented side of me. And then helping people see beyond what society tells us we should be studying or learning about. And that's this Uranus energy. And so it goes so great together when I actually bring those together. So 10th house, Midhaven, very important as well. So those are the things I really wanted to share with you. So looking at your Dharma archetype, so how is it that you want to fulfill this mission? And then looking at your dosha, which is the more energetic aspect of why you are the way that you are and how that's going to help you complete your mission looking at astrology chart these different aspects in your astrology chart which are going to lay out for you your, the roadmap of what your soul has intending i also have a lot of additional tools that i use in coaching these are all self-discovery tools that i've talked about today but i have so many more that i use in coaching because i love learning about ways that we can learn about ourselves deeper and helping people through that. So for example, using human design, which is similar to astrology, but it does go a little bit more into different energies in our body and just like the way our body works as well. The Enneagram is great to understand our personality a little bit more and also your Myers-Briggs personality type. Talk about shadow work, which is a great way to uncover these parts of us that may have been hidden away. Maybe in our childhood, we're not safe to come out, but now 
that we're adults, you know, we have our own autonomy, we can decide for ourselves what we do with our lives, we can maybe bring those parts back out. In this podcast, I'll also have an episode about talking about numerology, which is another self-discovery tool. And coaching, we also go into mapping how you want to fulfill your purpose through another tool that I learned at the Dharma Institute, which is your Dharma blueprint. So it's mapping out, okay, now that I know what I want to do, it's how do I want to fulfill this purpose? How do I want to bring this to the world? That's going to really help you with taking action. For example, that gave me clarity of like, oh, one way I want to fulfill my dharma is through this podcast. So that really helped me. And then I also talk about attachment theory, especially like the chakra system when it comes to understanding development and attachment and attachment um, when it comes to understanding our relationships and how we can use our relationships to understand ourselves as a self-discovery tool as well. I use visualization exercises to help gain clarity on what what our dreams are what we want i use guided meditations understanding the mind body connection understanding more about energetic bodies by understanding the koshas understanding any obstacles that are in the way of embodying our purpose guided and automatic journaling practices also learning to write our story just writing out your story could be such a great tool to help you understand your life journey and like where you've been and where you're going as i learn and grow and develop i offer more of these tools to people in coaching and of course there are infinite amount of practices to help you learn about yourself that other people offer to discover your purpose but these are mainly the ones that i use in coaching because they're the ones that have been life-changing for myself on my journey and that i really enjoy learning about I actually do have an episode planned to go more in the tools I just listed to go more into what each of those are. They're more general self-discovery tools that may not always point to your life purpose, but they're helpful in self-discovery, which I think ultimately always does point to your life purpose anyways. (laughs) But before we go, I did want to leave you with a tip on how you can identify where you are right now in your life purpose journey. So I'm just thinking right now of this other gem that chris gates from you know the sky beckons gifted us with during our interview and he was saying that in order to know where we are going you have to know where you are so dci teaches us that there are various stages that people tend to go through on our dharma path or our soul's purpose path so these are called the five stages of dharma So there are five stages. The first is self-awareness. This is the stage that you realize something in your life needs to change. One example that I remember them giving in when I was in DCI was COVID. Like it was at the time of COVID and that was when a lot of people were starting to realize maybe the struggle of their jobs the harsh conditions maybe that they were working in, realizing that the way that they were living is not the way that they really want to live. That's when you realize, okay, this is where I start questioning, is where I'm supposed to be, where I'm supposed to be, or is there actually more out there? You kind of start to wanting to seek more. And then there's a second stage, which is self-improvement. Self-improvement is this stage of, okay, now that I've realized there's more out there, I want to start to become that person that I envision myself as, that future that I see myself in. I I want to start becoming that person. And you'll maybe start to explore the world of self-help and self-development, which I think if you're listening to this right now, you're at least there for sure. And then there's this third stage of spiritual awakening. And so this is when you 
stop focusing so much on self-help, self-development to quote-unquote fix myself because you start to realize really it's not about fixing anything. You're perfect the way you are. You are the way you are for a reason and you start to realize it's more about getting to know yourself deeper and that's where the self-discovery journey begins. This third step of spiritual awakening, one quote that I love that Sahara Rose says, she says that I'm not a mind or body to improve, rather I am a soul to know. I love that quote of hers because it's so true. You realize that it's not about fixing anything about you because you're perfect. Your soul chose every single thing about you. So it's about discovering and uncovering all those parts of you that maybe were hidden away. It starts to uncover those things, right? And you dive deeper into practices like maybe yoga or meditation, connecting more to your body and figuring out what is it that works for you? What makes you feel alive? What makes you feel energized? And start doing doing those as daily practices as well. And then there's the stage of this dharma development, focusing on you. You start to realize that I am this magic piece of the puzzle that is this world and this life, and I need to take care of it. I need to nurture it. And that's nurturing myself, my ideas. I kind of go back and forth between here and the fifth step, I think. Because your dharma development is when you realize that you need to focus on you and you need to nurture you and your ideas because you realize that you're essential to this whole life, this whole purpose of life for everyone. You play such an important role. Nurturing yourself and your ideas and developing your dharma, you realize that that is going to help other people and you need to prioritize. You can't do everything. You can't be pulled in all these different directions because you have this purpose, you have this mission, this focus that you need to work on because this is the way that you are going to help people. For example, this was pivotal for me because I was somebody who felt like I, I wanted to do it all. I wanted to help my family with everything and all their stuff that was going on with them. I wanted to always be there for my friends and just keeping track of everyone. And then I started to realize like, oh shoot, all my time doing all this other stuff is taking me away from my dharma and living my purpose. That's when things started shifting and I was able to focus on my dharma and now the way that I show up is just so much more fruitful and so much more fulfilling and I think effective and helpful because I'm not keeping my dharma to myself anymore because I don't have time to share it or to nurture it or stuff like that so dharma development is the fourth stage and then there's dharma embodiment so this is when we got ourselves kind of figured out of course our journey to figure ourselves out is never ending but we're able to focus on the way that we are service to humanity and know that the more we are embodying our dharma the more we are helping and that living our dharma is actually not selfish because the more we are in our dharma the more we are able to help other people sahara rose has this other great quote that she says which i I also love is you go so deep into your doing that you are being and you go so deep into your being that you can't help but do that's what I wrote down something like that and so we find that when we're in this stage just all areas of our life are really aligning it all starts to make sense right why we've experienced things in the past 
our life path it just all starts coming together and making sense and showing you each and every day like whoa like I, I see what my mission is and why I'm doing this and it really brings you to the present moment because now that you've figured your past out you don't really have to be dwelling on it and now that you know what your soul's purpose is you don't really have to be thinking about your future because you know that it's about what you're doing right now today you can have your desires and your dreams and your goals and your aspirations but you trust that it's all going to be complete that's all going to happen because it's a desire you have and any desire you have it's yours already and so you don't have to worry about that in the future you just have to worry about now and the present of fulfilling your mission today and that's really going into this embodiment of dharma of living out your purpose each and every day so where are you at? You may be on this stage where you're just starting to awaken to the possibility that there is more out there for you, this area of self-awareness, or maybe you're starting to want to do these self-improvements to get your exercise routine, maybe food, you know, what are you going to eat on a daily? How are you nourishing your body on a daily? Really helping you raise this vibrational energy so that you have the energy to live out your purpose. Purpose. Figuring out, okay, what does make you feel good? What energizes you? Is it when I eat a bunch of ice cream, although I do love it? How do I feel the next day? Do I feel like I can channel and, and feel inspired and feel energized to complete my dharma? Not really. But when I eat really good, healthy, nourishing fruits, veggies, plant-based stuff, then yeah, I do. So let me let me try that out a little bit more and see if it really helps me stay energized. And same goes with finding out like an exercise. That is really good for me. For me, it was doing yoga. It was so life-changing and making sure that I'm stretching. And I love to run as somebody who is lots of vata mental energy going on running just helps me clear all of that get all that energy out in a way that's just very effective very fast like a sprint if i want to or i can just go on a jog depending on how much time i have i guess but you know it's just about figuring ourselves out and so all of this i've been able to figure out through my own self-discovery journey learning about myself deeper it's been a journey for sure but it's all been so purposeful and so beautiful. So I would love to help you all dive deeper into any of this. Send me a message online, laurakrobles.com. You can find my email there or you can find me on social media, Seeking Sabiduria on Instagram or SeekingSabiduria.com. So you can find me, write to me, and Facebook has Seeking Sabiduria as well. That was everything. It's just something that's so, so important. I really wanted to give you all more details and information about what coaching can look like with me. Thank you all for listening, for being here today. And I will talk to y'all next time.